Crime Scene and Cupcakes is an independent podcast created in the Anchor app, funded mainly through advertising. The podcast often has coarse language and disturbing content. Please listen wisely. Hey guys, it's Marianne Dogmom Baker, true crime podcast maker. And we are coming to you with a podcast that is partially solved and partially unsolved. It is one of those rare, evolving true crime cases. It is unfolding right before our very eyes. Hutchison Police Chief Jeff Hooper has recently informed media that they have arrested a former Hutchinson police officer for a series of sexual assaults and peeping incidents. Now, many of us here recently in central Kansas, we have just been glued to our media devices because this has been pretty reminiscent of when BTK or the Golden State Killer has been apprehended. But the difference is a lot of us weren't even aware that these crimes were happening because the Hutchinson Police Department had kept a lot of this out of the news until Police Chief Jeff Hooper had decided to inform the community of what was happening. And that broke the case wide open. Chief Hooper did accuse him of being a serial sexual predator. This guy is a former Hutchison police officer, Todd Allen. He's 51 years old. He was arrested on Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. Now on Thursday, he made his first appearance here in court. He's facing two dozen different charges in connection with multiple cases going all the way back to 2012. They include rape, kidnapping, aggravated indecent liberties with a child, sexual battery, and more. Now we're going to get into the aggravated indecent liberties with a child because Alan was a resource officer here at the school in Hutchinson. Again, they haven't released victims and they're obviously not going to. They have released victims initials, but we're not going to release any of that information. Now, according to the Hutchison News, Todd Allen had joined the Hutchison Police Department in 1994. He was working as an officer with the D.A.R.E. program from 1996 to 2001. And that's when he became a school resource officer in Hutchinson, Kansas. Now, for those of you who do not live in Kansas, Hutchinson is about 50 miles northwest of Wichita. And Wichita is the basic area where BTK prowled around. Hutchinson is, it's still a mildly big town, um, but it is much, much smaller than Wichita, Kansas. When I tried researching the information about the sexual assaults as I talked about earlier that were happening in the 2012 time frame, there was like no information. And that's when I found out 
that these were unpublicized. So these series of sexual assaults, they occurred at Cary Park and Rice Park in the Hutchinson area in 2012. And Chief Hooper said that when he became chief of the department in Hutchison, he was alerted pretty quickly that there had been this string of sexual assaults that the investigators had believed were all done by one perpetrator. He became the chief of the department in 2018, rather than keeping this unpublicized, which he couldn't believe that they weren't putting this information out there. There were women being assaulted in these parks. So one of the first things he did was, we have to let the community know can be aware and be protected. So he held a press conference in November of 2018 that he said was designed to alert the public of potential dangers. Had this news release of information to help residents to take extra precautions being in the park, he upped police officers, he upped awareness. Again, awesome police officer, he's putting the information out there to protect the community. During that press conference, Hooper said the victims were between the ages of 15 and 18 years of age. And according to the Associated Press, the suspect sometimes would wear a mask when he would approach the victims as they sat in their vehicles and he would shine a light in their face. He would reportedly identify himself as a cop or a security officer and then make them exit their vehicles, and then he would sexually assault them. And this was happening in Hutchison, starting in 2012, and this was not released or put out in the press to warn the community until Chief Hooper came in, and then November, immediately when he comes in to take over as Chief of Police, is when he's like, holy shit, why are we not telling our citizens about this? And immediately lets the citizens of Hutchinson know and takes care of business. So right there, I have a huge red flag of what the fuck is going on. So another really interesting thing that happens is after that press conference, the sexual assaults that happened in the community stopped. Also, another thing that happened after the press conference is Todd Allen resigned from his position with the department. Now, it might look like, okay, if this all happened in 2018, why isn't Todd Allen immediately arrested? Well, as we all know, especially with somebody who is a police officer, we're sure he was covering his tracks and they've got to get the evidence together to prove this. As the police force is doing their due diligence, investigators were then alerted to a series of so-called prowling incidents in Hutchison between May of 2019 and June of 2022, which, you know, were called window peeping. Now, those of you who I, I'm not sure. I, I know a lot of people try to talk to me about Criminal Minds. Don't watch it. Sorry. Don't know a lot about it. But when you're dealing with McDonald's triad or more of the deviant behaviors, window peeping and those type of behaviors are something you generally 
you see a lot of when they have um, a serial sexual predatory type of behavior. Um, you will see that a lot. So that's something you're definitely looking for. So it looks like Todd Allen had went to a cool down period or maybe had found a different way to deal with his obsessions or whatever it was. Because, I mean, he had been a serial rapist for um, 2012 till 2018. Then he's called out, so he has to stop. But then suddenly from 2019 to June 2022, there's this serial window peeping that starts going on. They, Hooper says then they've arrested a suspect in the case who was in the immediate area of one of these prowler calls. And he doesn't name Allen as the suspect they placed in custody at that time. However, officials confirmed with the Hutchison News that Allen did live in the neighborhood where the peeping Tom was said to have committed his crimes. Now, five victims were listed in this week's criminal complaint against Allen in connection with the prowling charges he had faced. Hooper said authorities with the Criminal Investigative Division were then able to gather enough information to connect the prowler calls to the previous sexual assaults. So, at that time, Hooper declined to disclose how they narrowed in on Allen. So right now we really don't have all the facts, but we know, I mean, this is just moment after moment. And this is just a lot of the stuff that people don't see. And it's the minutia that people aren't aware of that the patrol officers and that the detectives are doing minute by minute that they are doing to gather the information and that we just take for granted that these officers do. So they're gathering all of this information with the district attorney's office and they finally formally charged him in the serial sexual assaults on Wednesday. So the charges he faces include, so far, the charges he faces include, so far, because I cannot believe this is it. He is 51 years old and you cannot tell me he started doing this at 41 years of age. I can't believe it, not for a second. I have a feeling that as this DNA is run, we are gonna start hearing more and more charges coming. But so far, we've got two counts of rape, three counts of attempted rape, two counts of kidnapping, seven counts of aggravated sexual battery, one count of aggravated indecent liberties with a child, two counts of sexual battery, and five counts of breach of privacy slash eavesdropping. On Wednesday, when we talked to officials, they had still declined to list how many of how many victims they think Allen is actually suspected of harming. Because when they were asked, like, how much of a ballpark you think might be suspected, which that was a media question. 
Not really a question I would ask because God knows how many you suspect. And they said they are still trying to contact people, so they don't have a clue. Now, the criminal complaint obtained by the Hutchison News listed 10 victims of sexual assault identified only, again, by their initials, which we're not even going to put the initials out there. But Allen's arrest could potentially clear as many as 17 unsolved cases that they know of so far. So that's 17 that they think they're going to have solved so far with the DNA. Now, Chief Hooper confirmed Allen was part of the Hutchison Police Department when the crimes occurred. So he emphasizes and does confirm that he was a part of the police department between 2012 and 2018. And he quoted as saying, I am appalled and disgusted that somebody who is a suspect in these types of crimes and this type of behavior ever wore the uniform and this badge that I am honored to pin on my chest every day. And he stated, but I am very proud of this administration and all the men and women that diligently worked on these cases over the last decade and who brought Mr. Allen to justice. Now, Chief Hooper also wanted to acknowledge several staff members by name that worked on this case and assisted making this arrest. I want to name them out because I know how hard these people work and damn it, they deserve someone out there besides Chief Hooper to say their name. So I would like to honor Chief Hooper and I also want to acknowledge these people who worked so hard to stop the serial sexual predator. So thank you, District Attorney Tom Stanton, Captain Bryce Burley, Command of Operations, Detective Lieutenant Dustin Lupp, Detective Sergeant Garrett Leslie, Patrol Sergeant Darren Truen, Police Officers Taylor Grace and Manuel Lumen. So I would like to say thank you and to thank you to the many others out there that helped bring Todd Allen in under arrest and stop this serial sexual predator. Many people have been saved due to your hard work. And thank you, Chief Hooper, for notifying the public as soon as possible that they were out there and their lives were at risk. <laughs> Hooper also said that he had hoped to change the culture of their department when he took office in 2018. Allen's arrest, he added, reflects his mission to be a premier police department.
that would hold itself accountable, noting that some officers with the previous administration had since been terminated or had resigned from their positions. Now, Allen was booked into the Reno County Correctional Facility, where he is being held on a $250,000 bond. He made his first court appearance on Thursday via video feed, according to CBS Wichita affiliate KWCH. It's unclear whether or not he has retained an attorney and entered a plea, though he is scheduled for a hearing on September 21st. Chief Hooper says there may still be more victims out there and encourages anyone with information or anyone who had unwanted contact with Todd Allen to contact Sergeant Jones of the Hutchison Police Department at 1-620-694-2822. We will have this information on our Instagram and our Facebook feeds. Now, Todd Allen is 51 years old as of right now. His Facebook displayed that he was a graduate from Emporia State University in 1994. He has been quite active with the Eastwood Church of Christ in Hutchison, Kansas. He joined the police force when he was 23, but sources at this time state sexual assaults in the park started in 2012. At that time, he was 41. Again, the true crime community knows someone usually doesn't start sexual predatory behavior at the age of 40. We will have pictures of Todd Allen on our Instagram page, and we will be adding additional pictures of him as of what he would have looked like throughout different stages of his life as soon as we get our hands on them. So if anyone may have been in contact with him, if anyone may know anything, again, contact Sergeant Jones with the Hutchison Police Department. We will have that number again on our Instagram page. We don't think those crimes that they have him booked in on are the only ones. We know that Chief Hooper and Sergeant Jones and the rest of the staff at the Hutchison Police Department will be working diligently to see what other crimes Todd Allen may have committed. This could be closing the book on a lot of old cold cases that have been out there in Reno County or Sedgwick County. We don't know. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's always awesome when I get contacted by other podcasters wanting to share and exchange trailers like Brew Crime, True Crime BNB, Creme de la Crime, and all the other amazing podcasters out there. And it's always so heart touching 
when I hear from family members of victims. They're willing to share their stories with me. I'm always open. I always want to hear from you guys. To me, it is the biggest honor in the world when you're willing to allow me to tell your family story because I take that very seriously and I, I always hope I'm doing your family stories justice. I will always do the best I can and we will work as hard as we can to try to get your families the justice that they deserve. If that person is in jail, we will do everything we can to make sure that they stay there. So I wanna let you guys know that I do mean that and we will continue to work tirelessly. Again, I work a lot with Uncovered where we are researching these cold cases. And let me tell you, there is just a ton of people who reach out and I am contacted by them. And they are so many awesome, amazing people who want to come and help me with these cases now. It is incredible. So uh, it's just so amazing now to have a team of people who are wanting to reach out and actually help you with these things. And their, their backgrounds are awesome and incredible. Um, I want to remind you guys that our call to action, we are still wanting to do a billboard for Jaquila Scales. Have not forgotten about that. If anybody knows her mother, Eureka Scales, I am still trying to reach out to her and get information from her. I haven't heard back from her yet, um, but we're still going forward with the billboard. Um, we want it to be a digital billboard so we can display different missing persons each month. That is our goal. So we're looking for other sponsors. That's where the funding is going to. I know there isn't much money in podcasting, but that's where the money goes. Is We're using it to fund to do a billboard for the missing within the Kansas area. And our next podcast is we are working on the search for Adam Herman. It was in November of 1996 when SRS said there was a case of abuse against Valerie Herman. And Adam spent two days at the children's home here in Wichita, but then he was returned back to the Hermans and they said they didn't think he was in any danger. But then they heard back in November of 2008 from Crystal, the Hermans' biological daughter, and she said nobody had seen Adam since 1999. This triggered law enforcement to begin investigating. And that's when we find out that there were all sorts of layers of physical, emotional, and psychological abuse that Adam Herman was enduring. And the Hermans are saying, and still maintained, the father has since passed away, but Valerie Herman is living in Oklahoma, and she still maintains that Adam ran away. The Butler County Sheriff's Office, they believe otherwise. And there is one Butler County Sheriff's Officer who, they, I believe they have since retired, but they are still, they have a Facebook page and they are working tirelessly trying to find Adam Herman. They don't believe Adam is still with us. There was actually somebody who had, I believe they have they had psychological issues 
and they truly believed they were Adam Herman and they had ended up taking their own life. DNA records show that they were not Cadaver dogs have searched around the area of the Herman home once. Um, the bathroom where he was handcuffed at one period of time had been searched. The mobile home that they lived in, it was mobile. So it, it, it's been very difficult to find DNA evidence or anything along those lines. But forensic anthropologists and cadaver dogs have been attempting to search the area and we are actually trying to get some things together to hopefully get to do a search. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the podcast. So we're getting that stuff together. But we would really like to be able to do a series as we're continuing to try to talk to people and get more information. It's going to be our series of In the Search for Adam. We are still working on our series in the story of Ka uh, Katrina Mowry. We have been talking to Katrina Marshall and she has done some amazing work on her aunt's case and she is every day still getting new information and some amazing people have been doing the podcast and keeping that information out there but she still needs signatures on change.org in order to get that passed and so we're going to share that petition out there again in order to get that forwarded on so Krista Martin's case is on uncovered and again the Wichita Police Department has their cold cases website which is again i can't say enough i love it i'm on it i look at it i there have been some uh, horrific cases that we're going to end up covering and that we want to draw attention to i've actually emailed uh, several departments on some cases that i saw that i think need more attention um not from them i mean they're doing their job i think we as a community should be you know passing it around giving more information and helping the police department by making sure we're getting attention to these cases and to these victims and their families and so that's another thing that we're working on and I am talking myself hoarse. So I'm going to stop for now. So thank you guys again. And thank you to all you other amazing podcasters out there. And thank you to the podcasters. Um, I wanted to make a note of another podcast that I had listened to this week and it was called Murder Sheets. And they did a recent podcast um, take it as you want it, but it was a recent podcast about podcasters, and I thought it was extremely well done, um, when it came to the true crime genre and true crime podcasting, and so I really recommend if you are a true crime podcaster, that has become my template um my way of i want to go forward as a podcaster so i really recommend them i really recommend um that podcast i thought it was extremely well done so thank you guys and i look forward to talking to you guys next week stay safe